Casey on 92.3 W.I.L. Friday, girl. I today really feels like a Friday to me, <laughs> and I think it's because last night we went to see Ian Munzik. Yes, and um, hand over that big check for Got Your Six at the Ian Munzik show at Del Mar Hall, and it was a late night for us. Like I don't think we got home until nine something, mm-hmm. and normally if anything like that happens, it's usually on a Thursday. Yeah. So this morning I woke up and I was like, I can get through this. It's a Friday. <laughs> It's just not. It's it's just not. It's kind of like one, but not quite. Uh, if you came to the Ian Munsick show last night, it was awesome. Uh, we got our final total, and it was just under $28,000. I think we were shy by like maybe 25 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And so not only does one dog get trained for a veteran with PTSD on our way to another one. So I think that's really cool. When we meet the dog and, you know, when we find out who the dog is and all that, We'll post pictures. We'll have updates. For sure. So thanks for coming out last night. If you did, to the Ian Munzik show. That's a wrap on One Pet, One Vet this year. Uh, we do have 54321. And if you're doing your math at home, we've got Jingle Fest tickets in the second row today. Yes. In the big three. So we're very excited about that. Be here at 8 o'clock if you want to win those tickets. Jingle Fest. I can't believe it. We did the Ian Munzik show last night. And now, boom, Saturday. Another show, our biggest of the year, Jingle Fest. Get your tickets at 923WIL.com. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 923WIL. Darius Rucker did not see this one coming. Darius Rucker is a star. We all know it, but now he's about to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in Los Angeles, and he was stunned to hear the news. He posted about it and said, is this real? In all caps, he said, I'm honored to receive the 2,766th star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's surprisingly not a ton over the years that they've been doing that. I don't know. Maybe 2,700. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of celebrities. There are a lot of celebrities, a but there are a than, lot of stars. A lot more than 2,700 celebrities. But would you have thought that Darius would have had a star up no. until this point? Yeah, no. Me either, you know? No. And this is Hollywood. This is in Nashville, correct? Correct. Yeah. So it's the big one. Shout out to him. And what makes this even more special is where it will be placed. So in my head, because I've never been, it's just like, one long sidewalk <laughs> and when they add a new star they just keep adding it to that sidewalk and, uh-huh. and it just goes really far so I, I am confused I guess like can do they have spaces to fill yeah are they they are staggering them so you can fill them in between yeah I would imagine that's that's the case the last time I was in Hollywood was probably like 2008 or something and I did go to the, the walk of fame or whatever but I didn't really like pay too much attention to it. But there's plenty of room for for more handprints. Well, did you glitch? Sorry. Yeah, I did. <laughs> are, you, in my are head, you still in there? In my head, you said that, and I was just picturing a bunch of handprints and not stars. But yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So what makes this even more special is where his is going to be placed, because according according to the Walk of Fame producer, Darius will be enshrined just a few feet away from one of his idols. The Hollywood Walk of Fame posted and said, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce is thrilled to announce that the very talented Darius Rucker will have a star, and he will be happy to know that his mentor and friend Charlie Pride's star is just a few feet away from his own. Nice. So somebody that means a lot to him will be right next to his star. And that's pretty cool. 
I'm getting this mixed up now. So the stars don't include the handprints? All my life, I've thought that the handprints are on the stars? I don't think so. Where do the handprints go? Where are the handprints? I don't think that's the thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think they just sit on the ground to be next to the star. I don't think they're putting their hands in it. No, they put their hands in it. Someone back me up on this. <laughs> Am I crazy right now? Uh, yeah, I think you're confusing yourself with something else. 314-699-4766. Where do they put the handprints? You think they're going to have Gwen Stefani get out there and be like, no, get on the ground and put your hand in the cement real quick. She's going to be like, you see these nails? No thanks. Casey Covers Country is brought to you by Offenburg Kia and the St. Clair Auto Mall. My mind is blown right and now. And Shiloh off 64. What is happening? Remy and Casey. What's the weirdest thing you've ever traveled with? 314-699-4766. Or if you work for the TSA or worked for the TSA, what's the weirdest thing you saw come through the security mm-hmm. line? Because people travel with some weird things. Uh, people are some weird things. <laughs> people are some weird <laughs> and you things. you really notice that at an airport. Uh, everyone seems to be traveling somewhere this time of year. And I always wonder what people take through TSA or on the plane. That's just like, I don't know. I always, you always witness people on your plane that got through with something that you never thought could get through. Like you, I don't know. One bag, one backpack for me and a carry-on, maybe max. And it's all like tucked away. And like people are bringing whole like rotisserie chickens on the plane and all the things, right? Yeah. Um, Personally, I have brought live animals through TSA. Because? Fish and coral. Count as live animals. Yeah, they do. And if you're wondering, it's not illegal. You can do this. You can bring an octopus on a plane if you want. I've seen it happen. Yeah. All they do is test the water. So like some, like you'll have to, you'll get flagged. You'll show them, yeah. TSA will come over and they've got like little strips. Like if you've got a pool, like your pool test strips, they'll stick it in there and make sure the water's not, you know, crazy. Liquor. (laughs) This is how I smuggle vodka on the plane. But they literally, they'll look in and they'll see if the fish are alive and they're they're like, okay, well, this is good. You're okay. But I'm wondering if there's anything that uh, people have taken on that's like crazy. Have you ever taken anything weird on? No. I have this issue with TSA where I will always like have a knife in my bag and I'm not talking like a pocket knife. I mean like butter knives. Yeah. I have them a lot uh-huh. for whatever reason. And I will always forget. And one time I had to throw away three kitchen butter knives. <laughs> And I was really holding up the line and they were looking at me like, what did you think this was? Like, what did you think you were going to do here? I swear I didn't know they were there. I've had that exact same thing happen to me where it's a butter knife and it's because of this job. And I'm telling you, it's at no coincidence that then my, I was probably living at my parents' house at the time because shortly thereafter, they'd be like, where are all the knives? Where are the knives? And I just know that they're in TSA's trash can. We got a text message from the 314. I used to be a TSA agent and I saw weird things every day. Someone tried to smuggle drugs in scrunchies. (laughs) That's smart. (laughs) Is it? I mean. They caught him. (laughs) I guess not if they got caught, but I mean, the thought is really there. Also had a dude whose, quote, travel companion was semi-inflated on his carry-on. After working that job, I'm not sure that there's anything left to see in this world. <laughs> oh, no. Um, travel companion, I'm assuming that's like a... I, I'm imagining like blow a blow-up doll something? if it's half inflated. <laughs> I, I guess they would have had What do you do if the seat next to you, you buy the seat next to you too for your... For your companion? For your girl? <laughs> <laughs> that would be super weird. 
that's, yeah. Let us know on the text line. <laughs> if you are former TSA and you can talk and you can say like things that you've seen or if you've taken some weird stuff through TSA. We need some TSA people up in here. Yeah. That is someone we haven't tapped into yet. We got to hear some stories that's from. That's true. We, we need you to be not working for TSA. Or we'll keep you anonymous for sure. What's the weirdest thing you've ever traveled with? Uh, it's it is the season, right? Everybody's, uh, everybody's traveling around. Maybe you're on an airplane. You're driving across the country, whatever the case may be. 314-699-4766. Recently had to fly with my dad's dad's ashes. Definitely was a little unnerving going through TSA. Yeah, totally. That's one of those moments uh, for sure from the 618. Uh, Years ago, frozen pig's liver from mom to take home and cook another time. Uh, Pan of bread pudding my mom made for her best friend. Delivered it on the way home. There you go. Uh, baked goods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the 314, we visited a dairy farm in Connecticut, and I bought a wheel of cheese. First of all, super awkward to carry. Second, the looks you get carrying around a wheel of cheese. A TSA did everything but open it up to see if there's anything inside. How big <laughs> is a wheel of cheese? Because I'm imagining Lizzie McGuire movie like this thing is about a foot and a half. Yeah. In, wow. That's what I picture. Each like, way across. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you can't put that in a bag. I mean, I guess you could, but... Uh, it stink, right? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> From the 618, the amount of knives we see on a daily basis is crazy. I'm assuming this person is TSA. Yes. 99% of them just forget they were in their bag. Sucks for them because they're confiscated, and then the government just sells them in bulk online. Have you ever seen those websites where the like TSA no, sells confiscated items in bulk? And is that what it's called? Like TSA fines? I think so. It's like something <laughs> along those lines. Like where they, you can, they tell you what it is. They're not just pawning it. It's it's like I've, I've been to this. It's almost like an eBay kind of website where you go and bid on different bulk items. And it's like 100 assorted pocket knives wow. or 100 whatever, you know, contraband. So I that could they get had. in there and find some butter knives. You could. Replenish up what we've lost. <laughs> 100 butter knives. These are all mine from when they confiscated them before. What's the weirdest thing that you've traveled with? Or if you're TSA, let us know what the weirdest thing you ever saw was. 314-699-4766. Lace them up. It's time for sports with Remy. And Casey. Oh, Bally Sports. They said it plans to drop regional sports broadcasts possibly in September of 2024 as part of a wind down. Hang on, hang on. Yes. Translate that. Bally Sports declared bankruptcy not too long ago. I think it was earlier this year. And uh, they have seen a loss in revenue. And that may force the Cardinals and the Blues to find other television and streaming arrangements. Wouldn't you know it? As if it wasn't hard enough to begin with, as if we didn't get an entirely new TV provider just to hang with Bally and watch the Cardinals and the Blues while also living in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Get out. <laughs> wow. Get out of town. I will say that that's... Uh, we we did we cut the cord per se and uh we didn't like we turned in our cable boxes and everything we just do streaming everything is still through spectrum and we still get like yeah. regular network television and stuff like that but it's so hard if you are a streamer to watch cardinals games it's crazy. It is. Uh, the disclosure comes as the parent company Diamond Sports Group revealed in bankruptcy filings that the St. Louis subsidiary Bally Sports Midwest uh, posted a net loss of $13.8 million for nine months and reported a profit of only $2.5 million. 
so they're not making any money. Oh my gosh. So maybe this will, after next season, we'll be able to like watch it easier. I know that sounds crazy to say, but you know. I would love to be able to watch Cardinals games on the reg. It just seems so backwards. I don't know. And I don't want anybody to explain it to me. I just, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has taken yet another step forward, making an improbable comeback this season, returning to Jets practice yesterday uh, in a very limited capacity. Rodgers got back on the uh, New York training field as his teammates just minutes after uh, head coach revealed that he has now been cleared for, quote, functional football activity. <laughs> okay. So get this, Casey. He only has 21 days to return to the game after this practice window has been open. Still, it's a good sign for the Jets, nonetheless, considering that Rodgers tore his Achilles less than three three months ago. I mean, he's made a solid recovery at this point. This is insanity that somebody yeah. can recover so much in such little time and that he will be back within the same season. Like, when it happened in the first game, everybody thought, like, ah, oh, this is this is done, so it's a yeah. wrap. Yeah, man. And what a metaphor for the Jets, right? They finally have that, like, yep. you know, star quarterback coming in. And it's all gone before the first uh, game is over. It's crazy. Uh, the Blues will take on the Sabres tonight. Puck drop at 7. That is at the Enterprise Center. So if you're going to the game, have fun. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. Nearly one year ago, Kelsey Ballerini sat down on the Call Her Daddy podcast. And they had a really open and raw discussion about her getting divorced from Morgan Evans. We talked about it in here. Yeah. Whenever that happened. And at the time, she had just started chatting online with her future boyfriend, Chase Stokes, but none of us really knew that. And now she and Chase have been openly dating for almost a year. So she went back to the Call Her Daddy podcast to give a little life update. But what really caught everyone's attention was the story of how her relationship with Chase really began. Of course, we know that Kelsey was the one that slid into the DMs. She was like, hey, I'm Kelsey Ballerini. What's going on? And she says from there, they were just texting and talking for about a month. And then this episode, she reveals what happened when they were finally in the same city and she told him that they should meet up. I walked out to his car and he got out of his Bronco. Hot. Hot. He hopped out of his Bronco and he did not say a word to me and he grabbed my face and he kissed me and he pulled my face away and he said, thank God you're real. And everybody's just swooning over Wow. wow. I have the biggest smile on my face because he had a Bronco. <laughs> Hot, she said. <laughs> That's the part that you came up, you pulled out with. Oh, I just, come on. It, you know, if it's it, it's it does matter if it's a new Bronco or a vintage Bronco. I don't know what Chase Stokes drives. She did not say. But this story. Now I've heard plenty of story about young Remy. And when I first heard her say this, I was like, this is something that Remy was doing with his when he was. Just to suit her back in the day. <laughs> you paint me as a Casanova, and I appreciate that. Uh, well, you were writing poems about fireplaces with roses in your mouth. So. Come here. 
Yeah. Uh, that was me. I did that a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely can see it. But yeah, it's a really good podcast. She talks about Chase Stokes and Kelsey Ballerini really um, shows that she's in a much better state of mind. Her life is in a more happier, a happy place. Yeah. So that's good to hear from her. Um, like I said, that's the Call Her Daddy podcast. I might post a link or something to our Facebook page. Follow us at 92.3 WIL. Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. Tomorrow is December. So there you go. That's it. Holiday shopping is in full swing. And every year, PNC Bank does an annual study on how much it would cost if you buy everything from the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, yeah. And then that's how we uh, look at the inflation of the year. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about this. Okay. I really do. Um the answer this year is $46,730, which is up 2.1%, 2.7% from last year. Let's run doesn't, it. It doesn't seem like a lot, right? For, for how much? 46730 is a lot of money, yes, but the fact that it only rose 2.7%, <laughs> okay. that does not seem to be in line that with much. where we're at in life. Got it. <laughs> I was like, Remy, that's a lot of money. And if you think it's not, we need to compare paychecks. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's the breakdown. 12 drummers drumming. It's going to be about $3,500 to hire 12 drummers drumming. Right, like a band. Uh, They didn't go into detail on like, you know, this is for an hour of drumming or this is like a whole day of drumming. 11 pipers piping. About $3,200. Pipers, okay. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of- What are pipers piping? You know, they're fluting. Oh, You're it's right? flutes. Yeah. So same. Yeah. Flutes or piccolos or something. Got right? it. Uh, 10 Lords of Leaping. $14,539. Yeah, because how are you going to get that many Lords in one place and get them to get off the ground? Yeah. That's a big ask. So this is the most expensive gift on the list this year, and they base it on how much it would cost to hire 10 dancers from the Philadelphia Ballet. And I was thinking like real lords, like so was John I. Elton Here's or the thing. John, sorry. If you could find lords who also were ballet dancers, it would probably cost more. You're you've got you've got ballet dancers who are like of nobility. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, go on. Nine ladies dancing. It's gonna be eighty three hundred dollars for that. Eighty three hundred dollars for nine yeah. ladies dancing. And that is based on hiring nine women from a modern dance company. Not strippers. That's not where I thought we were going, <laughs> but I'll take it. Eight maids of milking, only $58 this year. That's eight women milking cows for an hour at the federal minimum wage of $7.25. It's honest work. Seven swans of swimming, the second highest, $13,125. We looked up swans. They're expensive. Uh, you can buy a swan for $11,000 alone. If, if you want. Six geese laying, $780. Five gold rings. That's uh, for five 14-karat gold rings, $1,200. That seems yeah. low. Four four calling birds, $600. Three French hens, $330. Two turtle doves, $750. And a partridge in a pear tree, $319. So whoever wrote this song was really balling out back in the day. Yeah. I mean, just to, just to have, you know... Ten lords a leaping and nine ladies dancing in the same area. You know, you know, some rich person out there is doing this every year for their significant <laughs> other, and and she's like, "Where are my lords a leaping? Where are they, lords? <laughs> leap!" 
<laughs> Honey, I got you something. Come down to the living room. Again? It's a swan. Remy and Casey. Do you place your Christmas tree in front of a window? 314-699-4766. I don't know if this is like an old school mentality, but my grandmother always made it a point to not put the Christmas tree in front of the window because she didn't want to draw any extra attention to the house. And I know that there's like an increase in break-ins because, you know, thieves know that there are probably presents under the tree that could be <laughs> stolen or whatever, right? That. That sounds like a Christmas movie plot. That right. sounds so unreal <laughs> that someone's like, that one's got a tree in there. What do you think's under that? Like, what? We're the wet bandits. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're the sticky bandits. Uh, but yeah, she would never put a tree in front of a window. And as I was pulling up to your house last night to pick you up to go to uh, Ian Munsick, I noticed that your tree is in front of your window. Did you have it? Is that just like where you've always put it? There, there is something, and I don't know what it is, but there is something traditional about like your you put your tree in front of your window, or if you have like a big window on your house, people will call it like the Christmas tree window. Okay. When I had, you remember my housewarming party? You would not believe the amount of people who said to me like. Oh, that Christmas tree window. <laughs> and so I knew it would kind of be like a lot of people would think it a shame if I didn't put it there. Yeah. If it was up to me, I actually wouldn't have put it there. Does that impede on the uh, view of the TV at all? Um, No, it doesn't. Okay. But I think from the outside looking in, it actually is, it's really nice. It makes it look more storybook-like. Sure. White lights. Yes. Yeah. Classic. No, we got the, the, the tree with a remote so we can also turn it to multicolor. And let's the gingerbread go. man always puts it on multicolor. Let's and I'm like, go. you're ruining my aesthetic. No, let's go. That's awesome. Can you do that with the outside lights too? No. Gosh, there's so much technology. I know. With it's wild. LED lights and things like that. Uh, you can just switch everything up on your phone. But that's another interesting uh, back and forth is how dudes always want the colored lights. He always does. <laughs> he wants the like traditional vintage Christmas and I just, I can't get with it. That reminds me of my childhood. Because I don't think really like all white light trees came into fashion and, until like the late 90s. Yeah. I could be wrong on that, but that's like when it changed for me. Uh, so a couple questions here. Where do you put your tree in the house? Do you resist putting it in front of a window? And why? And why? 314-699-4766. And then also... Multicolored lights or white lights? Because. Man. <laughs> All right, little Christmas tree debate. Do you put them in front of the window? Because my grandmother would just never do that. She just didn't. I don't know if it was like a, like a don't want to show off to the neighborhood, don't want to bring extra attention to the house. Oh, I'm showing off. So what about your, <laughs> what about like your parents? Uh, we always put it in front of the window. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I, 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 I'm sure my mom was just like, I want to be rebellious. Mm. I'm putting this in front of the window. We did have a good Christmas tree window in the house that I grew up into. Yeah. Um, from the 314, we've always put up our tree in front of the window. I agree with Casey. It just feels homey. And I am one that cannot stand the colored lights on a tree, but yeah. I will put the colored lights outside. See, now that's where I have a discrepancy. You don't like them outside? You can't mix them. Oh. You can't like, you can't like, if you're going to do color, multicolor lights, you have, you to, have commit. to commit. Yeah. yeah. All, all over. But yeah, our neighborhood is all like the, you know, the, the white lights up on the roof line and uh -huh. all that kind of Very stuff. Very thin and structured. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from the 618, white lights, 14 foot ceilings, put up a 12 foot tree in front of the house, uh, and is all glass and people slow down to look. Wow. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about showing off. Like people looking inside your house. 
I noticed you have the curtains like just. Oh, I get really weird about it. I don't want anyone to know that I'm in that room. So I shut the <laughs> curtains all the way just so you can see the tree. Yeah. Uh, from the 636, my husband loves multicolor lights because all men are the same. Uh, from the 314, my husband came home with no joke, $600 in Christmas lights last year just for our tree. It's awesome, though, because they'll last a long time and we can make them whatever color scheme you want. Yeah, that is nice. <laughs> they are expensive. They are expensive. And if I didn't have such trauma from years past where, you you know, you go through the plugging in of the lights to make sure that they all work and none of them do and you have to go out and buy lights again. If I knew that those LED lights were going to last longer, for sure, then I would invest. You think I have? Sure. You don't think I got my receipts on my fridge, clipped up, <laughs> ready, ready for the day that tree stops working. I'm ready. Uh, let us know on the text line, uh, your tree, where is it at in your house? And then uh, how you lighten it up. Is it with, you know, the crisp white lights or do does your husband run the show and they're multicolored? Let us know. 314-699-4766. Remy and Casey. All right, time for the big me. three. Something's playing on my computer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, time for the big three. We've got Angela on the phone in Cedar Hill. You're playing for those second row tickets to Jingle Fest. Woo-woo. You want to go ahead and spin the wheel? Spin it! Seemed a little loosey-goosey today. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie to you. You got to tighten this. You got to tighten the, the screws a little bit. Um, today we're playing a game called Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> Almost every country <laughs> artist known to mankind has cut this song. Okay. So I will play you an excerpt from the song. Wow. You tell me which country artist it is. Okay. <laughs> and if you need to go to Angela for any of these, you can. Woo! Are you ready? Jingle Bell Rock. Name the artist on this version of Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Swing. That, I knew it was going to be the first one. Because when I think of this song, I hear his voice. It's Blake Shelton. Final answer, Blake Shelton. Yes. All right, here we go with number two. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Funny, all the different tempos. Gosh, that's got to be at least a BC artist, right? A right. BC artist. A B, comma, C artist. Perhaps, I don't know. I can't mm. help you. One more time. All right, here we go. One more time. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Man, I'm not getting it. Angela, what do you think? Uh, I would say maybe Joe Nichols. Somebody with a really deep voice. Joe Nichols? I'll play it one more time. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Gosh, it's got that wrong, like Charles Kelly would do, but it's got almost a higher voice, like Ernest sometimes, but I'm not completely sure it's not Joe Nichols. We'll say Joe Nichols. Joe Nichols' final answer? Yeah. Okay, here we go with your last Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Swing and Jingle Bells Ring. Now that could either be Joe Nichols or George Strait. So I'm going George Strait. He said, he said, Yingle. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell. Okay. So you say George Strait, final yes, answer yeah. on that one. Okay. We go back to Angela. How many out of three do you think Casey got right today? Two. Two. Same. That's what I was going to guess. 
Casey. Yeah. 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 Let's uh, let's roll through them. First one. Blake Shelton. There he is. There he goes. Let's do the last one. (laughs) George Strait. Nice, nice, nice. All right, now this was the mystery one. We're not sure. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. That ah. is Dylan Scott. Ah. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. I wasn't going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably play this game with a, a va- like a, a variety lot. of different uh, Christmas songs. So we might have to do that. But yeah. Shout out Congrats. to Angela, who's going to Jingle Fest. Second row. Second row. That's so lucky, girl. So yeah, you're going. You're Yay! sitting close. Can't it's going to be a lot of fun. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. America loves its Morgan Wallen. And it's that time of the year when Spotify Wrapped comes out. Assuming Apple Music does the same thing. I really don't know. But for anybody who doesn't know what Spotify Wrapped is, it's when the music streaming app that you use, maybe Spotify, Apple, or if you're Remy, Amazon Music, (laughs) then it shows your music stats for the year. So like the song you listen to the most, the album you replayed the most, the artist you listen to the most, and it even gets really deep, like how many times you've listened to that song or those albums. And Morgan Wallen dominated streaming this year on both Apple Music and Spotify, earning the number one spot, the number one streamed Song of the Year with Last Night. Last night we let the liquor talk. Last night even stayed at the number one spot for the Hot 100 for 16 weeks, which beat out Harry Styles' longest running record um, and also Despacito, which I guess, you know, do you remember when Despacito came out? Yeah. It was everything. It's huge. For a long time. It was huge, yeah. So this is the time of year, uh, every year, when Spotify uses all of their dating, data mining techniques to find out which which songs yeah. you listen to the most. And then you you feel the obligation to post it for the world to see. Yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> fun to see something that like knows you so well and, and says, like this was your most listened to artist. You listened to this many minutes of music this year. Yeah. That's so wild. Morgan Wallen's One Thing at a Time album was the most streamed album on Spotify. His song, You Proof, was the number eighth streamed song. And on Spotify, Morgan Wallen was the third most streamed artist in the United States, who were the first two? Taylor Swift. Bad Bunny. You're not going to get the second one. Not Bad Bunny? In the U.S. In the U.S. Uh, it's got to be um, Zach Bryan. It's Drake. Why wouldn't I get that? Because it's you. <laughs> and you didn't get it. And you didn't get it. <laughs> so I would like to ask Remy... What does your Spotify rap look like? Except I forget sometimes that you don't listen to music or no, Spotify. I, we do. So I we have the Amazon Music uh, app that we utilize on all the echoes around the house. And so that said... So it's more family listening. It is family listening. So my kids like Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift. I'm scrolling through here. Uh... Ed, Sean Mendez. Yeah. Jonas Brothers. This is very 2016. Yes. Miley Cyrus. Andy Grammer. Can you guess my any of my top artists, my top five artists on my Spotify wrapped? Morgan Wallen. Taylor Swift. Drake. Mm. Wow. <laughs> uh, of the friends that have shared their Spotify wraps on, you know, of my friends, it's like Morgan Wallen, Taylor Swift. Every time. Chris Stapleton. Yeah. You know, those guys, so... 
There you go. He's having an absolutely huge year. Remy and Casey. We're looking for your address. We can't find it. So you're going to provide it to us if you want a Remy and Casey Christmas card this year. This all started with the whole idea that Christmas cards are stupid. From you? Yes. That was your thought. I think a lot of times they're a waste of money. And or a chance to gloat about your awesome year. Whereas I think a chance to gloat. Oh, yeah. You, you, everybody's got those people in their family. I do have like two sets of cousins. Write out narratives of what happened this year. The highlight reel. And I never really understood. (laughs) Oh, Jason's gone to college this year. He's going to Mizzou. He's going to be in the journalism school. And yeah. Okay. So I understood your point on Christmas cards, but I think there's still something nostalgic and sweet about them, which led us to, hey, we should make a Christmas card in 2021. I pushed back against this. And we did it anyway. Didn't think that we would get anybody that would want a Christmas card from us. And in fact, uh, there were some people that wanted a Christmas card from us. There were a lot. And we sent them out. And I don't ever know if they made it to the the places. Because we sent them as like postcards. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we didn't put them in envelopes. I think a lot of them (laughs) did and a lot of them did not. Yeah. I don't know if they just got discarded or whatever, but there are people that got the first year because we mentioned this a couple days ago and asked if anybody had the first two and if the third one this year, if they would have, you know, the set of three. A whole collection. And uh, there were a couple people that reached out that said they had the first one. So they, they did get sent to some people. Well, we've learned to put them in an envelope. <laughs> so that's what will happen this year. Uh, if you want a Remy and Casey Christmas card, which is pretty awesome this year in a lot of ways. It's definitely our most our most festive one. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away because uh, like we've said earlier, we're not going to reveal it until it like, is revealed in the wild. Yeah. Someone takes a picture on their refrigerator or whatever. So if you want a Remy and Casey Christmas card, we need your address. Go ahead and sign up on the website, 923WIL.com. If you see any social media posts, don't put your address there. Right, no. Put it on the website, because then it's safe and secure. It's Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes, brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today, we say thank you to Kristen Borchers, nominated by Laura Borchers. Kristen has always been my biggest hero. She went into the military when she was 17, right after she graduated, and is now retired vet after 20 years. She is now an amazing mother to her daughter, Ellie, and continues to be a positive role model for my brother and I. I couldn't think of anyone more needing and deserving than my sister, and I would forever, I would forever be grateful if she was chosen. Well, she was. Here you are. Shout out. Uh, she said, I love you, Ash, which is what they call her. Okay. So. Well, here is your request song. Thank you for the everything that you do. We appreciate you here. It's Taylor Swift on WIL. Well, that's it for us today. Uh, again, I've got a Jingle Fest ticket blast coming up at 5 o'clock tonight at Bomber O'Brien's in South City. So if you would like to join me for that, uh, you could potentially win some tickets to Jingle Fest and join us on Saturday. It looks like it's starting to get dark out there. Yeah. It's supposed to rain today, no?
Is it? I don't know. I haven't I checked it, the forecast. I think it was supposed to rain a lot, but again, I also haven't checked the forecast, but all morning it's just been getting a little bit darker. Yeah, I've, I've, the only thing I paid attention to earlier this week was that we were going to see mid-50s for a while, and I was cool with that. Love that. <laughs> uh, this, is our, this is our Friday light, so we've got uh, one more day in the week, and again, another Jingle Fest Take a Blast tomorrow. You can check out all the details on the website at 923wil.com. For those of you that came out to the Ian Munson show last night. Thank you so much. Uh, part of the proceeds from the ticket sales last night went to Got Your Six. We ended up with just under $28,000, which is huge. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, once we meet the dog, that will be uh, paired up with a, a veteran with PTSD. We will share pictures and all the things, but thank you so much if you donated to Got Your Six. We really, really appreciate it. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast, and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 92.3 W.I.L.